Cannabis sales has been off to a strong start in 2021. We're going to jump into a report about that as well as the investment side, what cannabis capital raises are looking at first half of 2021, all coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to the Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. First off, taking a look at a report from MJ Business Daily about U.S. cannabis sales being strong this year in 2021. But um, looking at 2020, that that started off pretty well with Illinois, Massachusetts being ranked number five and number 15 in state populations, respectively, and kicking off their first full year of recreational sales. And in addition, the total number of retail stores and dispensaries in the U.S. grew by nearly 21%. So in March, with the pandemic, we saw cannabis being deemed essential business. That obviously uh, improved a lot of um, buying opportunities, staying open, unlike what happened in Massachusetts. Uh, we saw a lot of other sales uh, stores benefiting from that. So dramatically improving buying experiences as well. We saw a lot of retailers implementing live menus, allowing new customers to view and choose inventory at their own pace rather than a rush transaction. Delivery, although still not available here in Washington State, uh, legislation on that is going to accelerate. I anticipate Washington State to kind of take that over uh, removing the Class C felony on maintaining and operating a marijuana lounge. So cannabis cafes are still going to be a Class C felony, but delivery uh, legislation will probably accelerate here in Washington and other places. By the end of the year, uh, sales accelerated 48% or $69 billion, the highest dollar increase in U.S. industry history. So 2021, uh, there's a forecast that new dispensaries are going to be less than half of last year because of the slow legislation or shakeouts in competitive markets like Oklahoma. 7,500 uh, licenses in Oklahoma, I'm as crazy, twice as much as Oregon. And we already saw that they had like a billion joints equivalent in excess just kind of sitting there on the shelf. So not sure what's going to happen. Well, I know what's going to happen in Oklahoma. There's going to be a lot of consolidation and uh, people thinking that they're going to have some kind of exit strategy and they're going to end up just having to give back their license because there's just too many. So with a lot of people going back to the office, it's anticipated that with returning to work, there's going to be a slow growth or flat, uh, might even see a little bit of a retracement to some degree. Um, you know, maybe not as many edibles during the day. People may go back to vape or pre-rolls. That saw a bit of a decrease in Washington State, huge pre-roll um, community in Washington State, but edibles were dominant during that time uh, of the pandemic. So we'll see if things kind of go back to normal, where, you know, Friday between the hours of three and five sold a third of all edibles during the week. Uh, the pandemic kind of screwed up timing and, and changed a lot of things. So we'll see if those variables kind of go back to pre-pandemic. When looking at some of the more mature markets like Colorado, Oregon, Washington, uh, they're averaging 26% year-over-year sales growth. And at the same time, newer states like Illinois, Massachusetts, Michigan, Pennsylvania, all averaging 136% growth rate. So as we've reported before, average basket size or the amount that customers are spending per transaction has fallen just a little bit. The number of transactions are increasing 50 to 20%. So kind of reflecting that the increases from more consumer shopping rather than the existing consumers buying or in bulk like they may have been at the beginning of the pandemic. So it's encouraging for the industry. A lot means that new visits from new customers offsetting the inevitable pricing pressure on cannabis products. And most importantly, it means that sales spikes that we saw during the pandemic sparked a sustainable growth trend rather than an anomaly for one-time consumers. 
I think that sustained growth trend is going to depend largely on uh, the consumption method moving forward. A lot of people surveyed now say they don't want to go back to work, something like 74%. However, when it comes down to it, they want a paycheck. So there are lots of reports about people quitting and looking for permanent stay at home. We'll see if that trend continues. Uh, otherwise, uh, I'm not really sure if that's a, a continued growth trend or not. Uh, post-pandemic people going back to work. We are seeing those. There's 10 newly legalized markets uh, expected to begin sales in 2021 or 2022. So there's a new frontier data report looking at grow throughout um, the, the U.S. with a compounded annual growth rate of 16%. So New Frontier Data is projecting that to reach 43 billion by 2025. A couple of highlights in this report is that 141 million Americans or 43% of the population uh, reside in 18, uh, age 18 or older for adult use states representing a diverse and widely distributed consumer base. And then there's gonna be 5.4 million Americans or 2.4% of the US adults will be registered patients for medical cannabis. And then as of May 2021, capital raises in cannabis have more than tripled, reaching $6 billion, signaling an increased confidence in projected aggressive cannabis market growth. So there will be some consolidation. So that's going to be reaching um, a feverish point. And then there, you'll see some large investment as well already, a few billion dollar mergers. But I think you'll see some institutional capital come in as well. Um, by 2025, 42% of the total annual U.S. cannabis demand is projected to be met by legal purchases. So that's going to kind of continue to squeeze out the illicit market, but that still dominates by almost 60%. So we'll see what happens with that as well. So with that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at DopeHistory.com.